guys. Welcome back to Soul Talk. This is your host, Katie. And your co-host, Brooklyn. We're so happy to have you guys back, and we hope you all enjoyed the last Q&A that we did on the latest episode. We hope that you just got to know us a little bit better and just enjoyed that. Truly, we look forward to our future Q&As where we get to answer questions that you guys send in. So stay tuned for those things. But all right, Brookie, how about you tell them what we're going into today? We are starting a brand new series. This will be our second series of Soul Talk. We talked about it a little bit on our last episode, but we are excited to go into the topic of our identities. So as we're getting into it, we're just excited to see how God moves and just what he places on our heart. I think it's something we all struggle with at some point in our life, figuring out who we are, what we were created for, and really putting truth to our identities. We really just have the hope of sharing about who God says that you are. We want to encourage you as your sisters. We want to encourage you to find that soul identity only found in Christ. And so open up your heart and get ready for today's episode. Yeah, you guys, we're so excited to just dive into this. Right off the bat, let's just go ahead and talk about John 3.33. I think that's a really good scripture to start with. It says, the one who has accepted his testimony has affirmed that God is true. That's such a powerful scripture because if we have accepted Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we've accepted the testimony of what God sent him to do on behalf of us to reconcile us back to God, and now we find life through Christ, we've affirmed that everything in the word of God, everything that God has done and spoken is true. So we have to understand that God is our measurement of what is fact. It's only by him that we're able to discern true and false. So I I think that's a good place to start is understanding that first ask yourself the question, like, do I believe that God is who he says he is? Yeah. And that's the foundation right there. And if you say yes, then you have to understand that God is true. And to know that truth, we have to know him and know his word. That's such a good starting point. And we really have to look at first who is God. Because the thing that is so incredible is he is the maker of all things. And when we know who our creator is, we ultimately know who we're created to be. I love how you said that in our last episode of We were created to know our creator. That couldn't be more true. God is Lord over all things. He created everything. He created the heavens, the earth, the stars in the sky. He created every living thing that we see. And then he went on to make us. The really cool thing is we were created to be image bearers of God, which is so incredible. But the thing about that is we are created in his image not the other way around. Yeah. So when we first think about our identity, we have to look at him first. And the thing is, is he is not like us. He is holy. He's perfect. I heard this one time that holy pretty much means lacking nothing. He is perfectly whole in himself. He doesn't need anything else to complete him. We can't relate to that. I know even in our daily struggles, we're always lacking something. We're always looking for that feeling of wholeness. And I think that that's why we were created to long for God. We were created by him to be in relationship with him. And when we are image bearers, we're called to live out of wholeness, which that is an ongoing journey. Whenever we look into even scriptures of different people who are so impactful in the Bible, They look to God and they ask the same questions that we do. 
We're not the first people to ask God, who are we? We're not the first group of people to be curious about our identities. We even look in Exodus 2 in verse 11, where Moses is speaking with God and he says, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? Immediately, God responds to Moses and says, I am who I am. You are to say this to the Israelites. I am has sent you. And I love that response because in that moment, Moses is asking God, who am I? Give me a confidence boost, that affirmation that I'm seeking. And God's direct response was, I am who I am. I love that moment between God and Moses because God refers back to himself. Yeah, I love that part so much because you're right. He responds by pointing back to himself and showing Moses that what I've called you to do, where I've placed you, like what I'm I'm speaking over your life. Don't look to yourself to have this all figured out. Understand that I am God. I've created you. And it goes back to that God is holy. And we seek God to find our missing piece because God is that. It just goes to show you that in this life, no matter where God calls us, no matter what we're faced with, what we're doing, when we're trying to figure out what God is doing in our life, we seek him first and foremost and don't put the pressure on ourselves as to fill the space of the creator. That's yeah. God's job. And that's what God loves to display in our life. That's so good. And I think it's really humbling in those moments because I'm sure when Moses was you know, talking with God, he was saying, who am I? I'm afraid. I am not good enough. I don't know my identity. And I think the, the amazing piece is he says, I am. I researched more about what does I am mean? God is saying, I will be what I will be. That is something we can rest assured in is that in any moment, he is what we need. Yeah. And it is firm truth that we can always rest in. If we're feeling the lack of, or if we're feeling not good enough in ourselves, God is what we need. God is the missing piece, like what you just said. Yeah. And you know, that really leads me to share Matthew 16, 15 through 16. And it's this encounter that Jesus has with his disciples where he looks at them and he says, but you, who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. Now, I want you to take a second to actually visualize Jesus is in front of you right now. He looks at you and he says, but you, who do you say that I am? And I want you to answer that. If you believe that Jesus is who he says he is, I think that we can confess with our lips one thing, but is our heart truly living that out? Are we surrendered to that truth that Jesus really is who he says he is? And if you do, that's a lifetime of surrender, of trust, of faith, and truly experiencing the most beautiful and intimate relationship you will ever have. That is truly the most important, as we were just talking about. That is our missing piece, is God. To be able to walk in that identity, it's to know God and to live that out by believing and living out that truth that we've now accepted into our heart. That is so good, and it's such an important place to start because... Sometimes we want to start with ourselves, kind of like how Moses was saying, like, who am I? Like, tell me who I am. And we have to remember that God will always come first. He is Lord over all things, and that's his rightful place. That's even what Jesus was pointing out to Peter. Am I in the rightful place? He was pretty much asking him, do you believe in me? We have to ask ourselves the same, just like what you said, Katie. 
And once we recognize who God is, he is so faithful to then show us who we are, who we are created to be. In John 8, 32, it reminds us that you will know the truth and the truth will set you free because freedom is found when we are living in our God-given identity. And the enemy would love to distract you from who God has created you to be. And the thing is, is it's so important to God for you to know who you are. The whole Bible is pretty much a whole love story of God chasing after his people. He is chasing each of us down to convince us of who he is first. First of all, he's always going to reflect who he is. And then after that, he then gives us our identity and our purpose. And that's what's so incredible when we read these scriptures. It's all pointing back to one thing and he is that one thing. And then he speaks to us. Okay, now that you've submitted your life to me, now I'll tell you who you are. And that word transforms us, you guys. It sets us free, just like the scriptures say. We are then able to see and understand through the grace of God who he's created us to be. And with that being said, we wanted to be able to share something with you guys that would be a practical way to use in your life. We're going to do that by discussing the three A's. First one being awareness, second one being acceptance, and third one being action. Yeah, and the first A is going into awareness. I think that when we become aware of who God is first, then we can begin to acknowledge his word and become aware of who we are. So we're going to go through a few scriptures to start us off, to lay a foundation of who does God say that we are. In Ephesians 1, 4 through 5, it says, For he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us to be adopted through Jesus Christ for himself, according to his favor and will, to the praise of his glorious grace that he favored us within the beloved. That's such a powerful scripture to start off with because we see right there that he chose us and he chose us before the foundation of the world. So he's already planned, predestined our lives, and he's placed on us to be holy and blameless in his sight. And that's in his love. That's through his love. We were adopted. There's an identity spoken over us. We've been adopted in love and predestined long before we took our first breath. And in that, the glorious grace he's favored us with. So there's another one. We're favored by Christ is that we're we're in the beloved. And so that's such a beautiful scripture to start off with. And then we can even go into Ephesians 1.13 says, when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and when you believed in him, you were also sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. So right then and there, we're given such a beautiful gift from God when we, we trust and we believe in the Lord as our Savior. We're given the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is there to guide us. It's there to convict us, to protect us, and to reveal to us more of God through the word, through our intimate walk with him. And going on from that, Ephesians 2, 1 through 5, it says, You were dead in your trespasses and sins in which you previously walked according to the ways of this world, according to the ruler who has authority over the lower heavens. The spirit is now working in the disobedient. We too all previously lived among them in our fleshly desires, carrying out the inclinations of our flesh and thoughts. And we were by nature children under wrath as the others were also. But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love he had for us, made us alive with the Messiah. Even though we were dead in trespasses, you were saved by grace. 
that is such a beautiful and encouraging scripture, you guys, because it shows us we were rescued from sin. We're no longer slaves to sin, but are adopted in Christ. It is purely through his grace and his great love for you and I. It's just such a beautiful scripture to really remind ourselves of is that God is working in us through the spirit. God is working in us to fight those fleshly desires, the thoughts that we find ourselves tempted by. And we are no longer in this world without a father, but we've been adopted. And now we have a father who's so present in our walk and that we have to lean into, that we have to speak his identity over us and our true identity into us. And that transforms us and sets us free. And that's where it leads right into Ephesians 2, 8 through 9, which is such a sweet reminder. It says, For you are saved by grace through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is God's gift, not for works, so that no one can boast, for we are his creation, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared ahead of time so that we should walk in them. And that is an identity statement. Yeah. We are saved by grace. We no longer have to identify with being a slave to sin. Now we are set free. We are adopted in Christ. And now we can identify as the children of God who are covered in all of his promises, we're covered in his identity, and now we can boast in what he has done. Yeah. Because in our own, we were left for death. We were left to sin. And the incredible piece of Ephesians is it's speaking our identity over us. Yeah, because it's literally breathing life into our souls. Yeah, and he has given us the Holy Spirit who speaks these beautiful truths over us and we get to align ourselves with God's true identity that he's placed over us. And I love too about that scripture is that he's created us for good works that God had prepared ahead of time so that we should walk in them. So he already had a plan and purpose for your life long before you took your first breath. Like, and I think that just says something about our God is that he's so intentional with our lives, you guys. Like he predestined your life because he's like, I love you. I've created you for myself and I've created you for really good things. Yeah. And those good things are a direct reflection of who I am and who I say you are. And I think that's so powerful. I have a question, Brooke. Yeah. How does that make you feel? Like after us kind of going through these things, how has this showed up in your life? The things that it reminds me of is... First of all, he had us in mind when he was creating the whole foundation of the world. He knew you by name. He knows me by name. And he has a plan, just like what you were reminding us. And the beautiful thing is, in my own life, it just reminds me that this is truly a gift. I could have never gotten myself to where I am without him, without his presence, without him speaking identity over me. And I think in my own life, I had to have awareness of, I need God. I can't do this on my own. I can't build my own life. I can't build up my own identity. And of course, I tried. I tried to build my identity in things of the world, kind of like that scripture was talking about. It says, you were dead in your sins, and you previously walked according to the ways of this world. And I identify with that. I would find my identity in pieces of the world. And it never satisfied. It always left me more confused, more hurt. Once you start to really put on the the identity of God, who he's called us to be, that's where true life is found. It really makes me feel so at peace that God knows who I am. He knew exactly who he created me to be. You know what? After you just said that, the song popped up in my mind. It's just this one part of the song where he says, 
I sought the world and it couldn't fill me. And that verse just like really hit my heart because it's so true is we'll find ourselves seeking our identity, seeking, you know, pleasures in the world, seeking whatever it is just to try and have this void filled or this identity found in these things to discover who we are, you know, what would satisfy. But you try all these things and you realize that it's not in the world. You can seek it in the world as many times as you want to try, but you will not find the peace, the comfort, the joy, the deep gratitude, the life that is found in Jesus. Like you will not find it apart from Jesus. It's just not possible. So I think that's a powerful statement and it's true. I think it's a testament of a past life to a new life where then everything changes and then, gosh, the fruit of the spirit is such a real thing and you truly have not experienced the depth of love, the depth of peace, the depth of wisdom and understanding and just the compassion aspect or even grace until you've come face to face with who you are and what Jesus has done to reconcile you back into a deep, intimate relationship that truly brings life and breathes those things into your soul. Yeah. It's truly amazing. Yeah, that's really where the awareness comes from. And, you know, going from there, I think it'd be good to transition into our second A, which would be acceptance. So we went over awareness. Now we're going to go over acceptance. Because remember, we're talking about we have to accept truth as fact. And the truth is God and his word. So it really is. It's up to ourselves to accept that true identity of a child of God. Because it's in that that we can change the way that we think and live in our lives by actively living that truth out. Yeah, and really what acceptance looks like is replacing those lies that we've believed for so long with the truth that God has for us. There's so many times in our lives where we're seeking that acceptance from everything else but God. Yeah. And there's so many areas that we can find ourselves placing our identity in. A few examples could be our performance, our status, or how we look, or even our relationship status. Yeah. And what other people have called us our whole lives, um, or maybe even our circumstances that we find ourselves in, it's where we identify ourselves. Yeah, and noticing that there's so many areas, there's so many ways that can pull out our identity. It just shows you how much we need to be in the word. We have to know our creator and we have to know what he says because there's so much distraction in this world. There's so many things pulling out our mind, pulling out our heart, trying to input identities over us that were never meant to be spoken into us in those ways or even believed, you know? And so like Brookie said, it's like accepting the truth, replacing those lies or replacing the pressure that some of these things put on us and making sure that we have the truth so embedded in our heart that we're able to identify that and not buckle to those things. Yeah. And whenever it says in 2 Corinthians 10.5, it tells us to take every thought captive and to make it obedient to Christ. That is such a a powerful thing when we can take our thoughts captive and we can look at that awareness piece of, okay, where am I finding my identity? But now take it a step further. Now let's accept the truth that God has for us and to really submit all of those things before him of, you know what? I have put a lot of my identity in what other people have said about me. Yeah. And whenever we take those thoughts captive, And we lay them before Jesus and say, what would you like to say? And make it obedient to Christ. Yeah. And you know, as we're going through some of these, we are going to be doing a deeper dive on our next episode, really taking a look at the things that we struggle with in identity. And so stay tuned for that one. But in the meantime, our encouragement through this acceptance of 
trusting in God and understanding that we have a role to play in it as far as taking captive our thoughts. It's a command. Spending intimate time with God, getting to know him and writing those words, writing those truths in our heart because those do serve to protect us and it really helps us to combat those identity thieves. Yeah. And so, you know, our encouragement is we want you to know that you you're not what the world tells you. You are not your circumstances. And you're not your past because we know that the past can be really hard for a lot of you. I mean, Brookie and I have experiences from our past that really tried to rob us of the true identity that God would have us walk in. But God is faithful. You open that word and it will wash over you and it will set you free. Remember the scripture we read? It will set you free from whether it's your own sin or sin done to you. And so be reminded of that. And when we're actively replacing those lies with the truth of who God has spoken over you, that's where we find the ultimate freedom. And the way that you can even make this a practical way is something that I've done is in my journal, sometimes I'll write down the lie on one side and I'll ask God, okay, what is the truth of who you say that I am? And on the other side, I'll put the truth and I'll write a scripture with it. I'll write a song with it, something that confirms, okay, this is what God says. This is not what man says. This is not what I say. This is truly what the God of the universe is speaking over me, over you. And that's just a really practical way of replacing those lies with the truth. Yeah, that's so good. It really is. It's identifying it. It's correcting it. And it's accepting that truth and really being able to walk and flourish in that truth. Yeah. That's that's really good. It's powerful stuff. And truly, that's where our hearts find healing, where we let go of who we used to be. And then we walk in who God has created us to be. And that goes into the third A, and that is action. That looks like aligning yourself with who God says that you are. And it's everything that we've been talking about is when we do surrender all that we are, he changes everything. We are transformed from the inside out. And through that, we're able to walk in all the purposes that God had for us. Absolutely. And that's where we have to be reminded, guys. Like, we need to be checking and examining our hearts. Like, are we surrendering ourselves to God? So to submit our lives to that, to actively live that out, to walk in step of that, and to be able to walk in that true freedom comes from surrender. And even further, I think that it's in that faith and that trust that it's able to take over as we live that truth out. And we'll see it in our lives. Like, you cannot be touched by God and be the same, you guys. We said that on the last episode, and it couldn't be more true. When it's so true. Yeah, absolutely. And it's truly, guys, when you taste and see the blessing and surrender, it's you're tasting and seeing the glory of God. You're seeing more of his love. You're seeing more of his compassion. You're seeing how beautiful the truth really is because it brings such rich life because you're seeing more of him. You're walking out that true identity, that I wish words could really describe what it means and what it is. And maybe some of you know what I'm talking about, but maybe there's some of you are listening and you're just trying to get to know who God is for the first time. I want you to understand that words cannot do justice what we're trying to even share and encourage you guys in. You have to experience it yourself. And that's a deep, intimate, committed life to Christ. And let me just tell you something. Go all in. Go all in for Jesus because when you go all in for Jesus, you will taste and see his goodness and you will be so grateful that you did. To just be reminded, like faith is an action, you guys. It requires a response and that response is obedience to God's word. And it won't be hard when your affections are stirred up of wanting to taste and see God. 
And so that's just something um, I think is really important about the action is understanding even love. Love is an action. It's it's not here today, gone tomorrow. Feeling-wise, it might feel that way sometimes. But an action of love is that you're committed to loving somebody and you're committed to loving someone well. And this is the thing. God loves us perfectly, so much so that he sent his son for us. And so we have to remind ourselves, like, we've been given a perfect love. We've been invited into this intimate, beautiful relationship. Go all in. Experience yeah. it to the fullest. And so I hope that encourages you. It's so true. When we are touched by God, we can't help but change. And that's what's so incredible is through these three steps of being becoming aware, then accepting these truths and taking action and putting our faith into uh, what we believe. That's where that transformation happens. Yeah. And me and Katie have both experienced the transformation of God. And we wanted to end off by speaking these biblical affirmations over you. And these are affirmations that come straight from the scripture. And we can write these on our heart. We can write these as truth. And we can go through the three steps and we can become aware of who God says we are. Yeah. We can accept these truths as fact. And then we could put them to action. And we can live out of these truths about our identity. Absolutely. So wherever you're at, whatever you're doing, whether you're on your walk, whether you're driving, Wherever you find yourself right now, just prepare your heart to really hear and receive these things, and we just hope they land on your heart. Who God says you are. You are a child of God. You are not condemned by God. You are Christ's ambassador. You are forgiven. You are loved. You are a temple in which God dwells. You are blameless. You are free. You are the salt and light of the world. You are chosen by God. You are a member of the body of Christ. You are called a saint. You are one of God's living stones. You are a royal priesthood. You are firmly rooted in Christ. You have the mind of Christ. You have been rescued from Satan's grip. You have not been given a spirit of fear, but of love and of a sound mind. You have everything you need. You have direct access to God through the Holy Spirit. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. You can be confident in the work that he has started in you, and it will be brought to completion. You are a citizen of heaven. You are seated with Christ. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. And these are just a few of the identity statements that the Bible has for us, that God has for us. And we just encourage you to write these on your heart. Write these on your mirror if you need to. And really take captive those thoughts that are keeping you from the truth that God says that you are. Absolutely. Yeah. Guys, we hope you enjoyed this episode. And we look forward to part two with you guys as we we address the struggles we face with our identities. And so stay tuned, you guys, for that. We pray and hope that this one really landed on y'all's heart and could encourage y'all. Um, you are loved and we love you. And so stay connected, you guys. Please reach out. Give us feedback on how you're doing, um, how we're doing. Something we want to always reiterate is we're doing this for you and we're all doing this together. Yeah. So thank you for your support. Um, thank you all for the reviews that we've been receiving. Thank you for just the encouragement through DMs. We genuinely want you to know that we're grateful for every one of you and we love you. And it really does encourage our heart um, to know that, you know, this is something that could bless others. And that is just our hope is that we can continue to welcome in new girls and just be an encouragement for you guys and love one another. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening today. 
We hope that you go this week living in the identity that God has for you. And we'll see you next time. All right. We just hope the very best week for you guys. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram, Soul Talk Podcast with two T's. And stay connected, you guys. We cannot wait to hear from you.